Woo! Man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, it's been a very, very long um, 24 hours, longer than 24 hours, 24 and a half hours or so. But we're coming to you guys today with the ep episode 13 of Sideline Saturdays. You know what we gotta do, Dakota? Hmm. I think we have to, since we don't do, what is today, Monday? Today is Monday, yes. Yeah, we gotta, I'm, we're changing, we're changing that. No more Sideline Saturdays. <laughs> Next time we do this damn show, it's not gonna be called Sideline Saturdays because it don't make no sense that I did Sideline Saturdays on like a Wednesday, a Sun, like a, a Friday, and now we're doing it on Murky Monday. Like it's, no, it's no, no Murky Monday. We gotta, we can't, we, we gotta stop with that. Um, but yeah, episode 13 of Sideline Saturdays. I am Jelani Smith, your co-host. I'm 20 years old. I'm a mass communication major out of South Suburban College. I am Dakota Mitchell, and I am also here. <laughs> Grandest intro I've ever heard in my life. Um, for all that do not know right now, and um, thanks for all the support from the people from the last episode, um, and the episode before that, and the episode before that that I did solo, but we are back officially. This is the first I consider really the first official episode of Sideline, Sideline Saturdays. We'll call it that for one more time. Sideline Saturdays, because it's both of us doing it instead of just uh, the solo act that we were going with. Didn't we get a solo? Uh, like a, um, did we get one in with both of us? I mean, besides the one where I was a guest? Um, This year, 2020? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. yeah 2020. This is the first one I think of 2020. I think we did one with... Yeah, we did one with Franck, but that one didn't go through. Sorry about that, Franck, but we <laughs> we didn't. Uh, I, I kind of fucked that one over. Did you ever tell him that didn't happen? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I told him. But um, so for people who do not do not know, and it pains me to talk about this because it's been talked about so much. I've been reading so much about it, and I had to get off my phone and off my TV and just kind of sit down and do something different because I couldn't get. Um, any of the, the trauma that's happened over the last, you know, 24 and a half hours, all the reporting and things like that, the news, obviously everybody knows the news. It's not no, it's not no breaking news for anybody. Uh, nine victims were killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. Two of them famously being Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, his 13 year old daughter. And, um, so for this episode, it, it pains both of us. Both of us grew up on kind of Kobe Bryant and yeah saw what he was able to do throughout his career. You kind of saw him grow up in a sense a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what he meant, say a little bit of some, um, say a little bit of some words, some comments about him, but we're also going to talk about the NBA, um, possibly the NBA changing the logo to him, possibly retiring his jersey league-wide and possibly canceling the All-Star game um, over his death for uh, players to mourn and grieve during that time instead of playing. Uh, we also are going to talk about one team we have not talked about a lot is the Houston Rockets. And so we're going to get into My them because because <laughs> they're a very interesting squad. They got a real chance to win in the West. If you don't think that, we're going to try to tell you how they can possibly do it and what they're going to struggle with when they get when you know playoff time comes around and them getting better throughout the season. And the last thing we're going to talk about is the Grammys from last night. Of course, everything was a little bit um I don't want to say distorted. Uh, it was it was it was very sad. Um, having seeing everybody it was it was it was very nice and I guess encouraging in a way, but there was a lot of tributes to Kobe Bryant. There was a very, it was a lot of gloom in the room. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but earlier, I think last year on the show, we talked about technically 2019, we talked about the Grammy yeah, Awards and all that different we stuff. We thought we were going to win and who should have won and who didn't win that should have won and who's going to, you know. So we're going to get a little bit into that and start commenting on that a little bit for this episode. Is there anything you got to throw into the um, show? Trying to get this episode started. I'm feeling see, it. I'm going to try to pump these things out more often. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's another thing, man. Since we switched, you know, from sideline Saturdays to just sidelines, we're gonna be pumping out the episodes, man. Like it's gonna stop being just once a week, or we got to a point where it was once in every two months. That's my fault. But we're gonna try to get it in three, four times a week if we possibly can. 
Yeah. So a lot more episodes coming, a lot greater content coming, a lot more podcast gold coming from your two favorite co-hosts. Sidelines, sidelines. Saturdays, we're going to be talking about Kobe Bryant and um, his legacy and what could possibly uh, future, future, um, future action with him involved in the league. You guys stay tuned. Sidelines Saturdays. All right, guys. It's. We are back on Sideline Saturdays. Of course, you got your co-host Jelani Smith. Dakota Mitchell here. We are used to not saying sidelines. <laughs> the, oh I yeah. Mean, Saturdays. This will be the last episode. This will be the last episode I'm gonna do this shit. I'm done talking saying sideline Saturdays when it's Monday. We're, I'm tired of doing that. But uh getting into the getting into the big news of like the world basically at the moment. Um as I said in the as I said in the intro, nine people yesterday, I, I believe 947 uh Pacific time mm-hmm. were killed. In a helicopter crash, two of not- notably being Kobe Bryant, legend, NBA legend, Lakers legend, Black Mamba. and his um, 13-year-old daughter Gianna Bryant. Uh, seven others were killed, and on here, uh, I didn't, I don't want to botch any names. No life is more important than the other one. So our condolences go out to the family, all of the families involved, and all the ones that are experiencing the, yeah, the just the really. trauma right now and all the horror and the and the shock and this whole thing. Because uh, the way I was feeling, I was crying yesterday. But I can't imagine how Vanessa Bryant feels, how any of those other families feel right now, just is just going through that. Um, is there any words, Dakota? Do you want to start with what you want to say about Kobe Bryant and what he kind of meant to you and what you saw from him throughout the years? Um, I mean, I think the thing that impressed me most was like his tenacity and determination. I mean, one thing I can like respect about him is when the time when he was in the league, it was he was going up against people and it was there was no friendships. It was more trash talk and going straight to people's head and he, he came to the table every night oh, yeah. at a, at a every, high level every night he, straight business on the court straight business on the court for him um i believe as i've been summing up this stuff i've been trying to like get it warped through getting wrapped around my head because yesterday it was so it was so tough just to watch everything that was going on all the emotions that were flying around everywhere the one thing that i can say about kobe bryant above anything else uh kobe bryant is like probably the only athlete for me that I've ever wanted to truly be like just wanted I really 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 in my in my lifetime wanted to be Kobe Bryant I idolized Allen Iverson I idolized Pistol Pete Maravich I idolized Magic Johnson but nobody really made me feel how Kobe Bryant did about basketball so to see him gone it was just it was, it was something different for me the one thing I can say that um, Nipsey Hussle said this I believe I, I might be I'm paraphrasing here but the highest form of human act is to inspire mm-hmm. and Kobe Bryant might have inspired more bat, or he's in that realm of inspiring the most people in terms of an athlete that I've ever personally seen. Except, especially over this last day or so, seeing all the all the people come together I mean, and people talk- that I didn't even know watch basketball. People, Man, people who don't even watch basketball are affected by it just because he was such such a big name and he had such a presence. Oh my goodness! Like his, his pre- I feel like the whole day has just been like Kobe's presence has been around like everywhere I'm walking, everywhere I've been throughout the day, walking around outside or walking around in here. You just feel it, like feel kind of you know it being around. So it, it's it's insane. And I wanted, I know for me personally, I wanted to be as confident as him. I wanted to talk like him. I partially got into reading as much books as I did because I heard that Kobe Bryant was an avid reader of books. Yeah, feeling. I mean, right? I'm just, I just, I, I sense that coming. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Avid, I'm, he was an avid reader I of books. I think I've even said it before. I was like, Johnny's on his Kobe Bryant flow. We're talking <laughs> to people about it. <laughs> I love the fact that he read books and he was so intelligent and brilliant. He was more than just basketball at the end of the day. Like I said, the highest 
form of human act is to inspire and to see all the people who don't even play basketball or don't watch basketball a lot and talk about the Mamba mentality and have brought them to their different, you know, crafts. It's it's amazing and yet heartbreaking at the same time. Uh, not a lot really you can... Uh, it's a, it will it's be a very, and that definitely wasn't the time. Yeah, definitely. What that, that that's that's been the underlying theme with a lot of this is that it hasn't been. It wasn't his time to go, nor his thirteen year old. Way too, way too young, Gianna. Way too young Any of those that people? Really hit me. Oh my I goodness! Mean, I've heard at least from Tracy McGrady. He's talked about how Kobe Bryant said that he wanted to go young mm-hmm. so that he could be remembered as a legend, and mm-hmm. his kind of his name would take over the thing. But I mean, his daughter just that is, that wasn't right. At thirteen years, at thirteen years old, and I'm sure Kobe Bryant would take that something like that, and he would probably. Um, think differently you know if he was still alive today about that considering that he has his four daughters but that's not i mean that, that might be kobe bryant talking he was younger you never know but um yeah. the connection that he has with the players like all the players who are emotional and have said nothing but great things about him it just it it's one of the it's is this the like is this like the saddest sports moment that you've ever that experienced I can think of personally that yeah. i experienced yeah definitely i was being talked to um my uncle was talking to me about how how this was kind of similar to and you don't want to compare sad situations Mm-hmm. at all but he was talking about when magic johnson announced he had hiv and the shock that went through the world you know around that time and i know for me personally this is one of the saddest days i've ever been a part of easily yeah. one of the saddest days i've ever ever been a part of not just in the sports world just ever been a part of for all nine victims that were involved in that crash not just kobe bryant everybody that was involved it's a really really sad day um as far as the logo and retiring his jersey league wide where does that stand for you um, as far as those two topics, because I've heard a lot of controversy concerning his death, and a lot of people that I'm not a huge fan of are doing certain things, or mm. we'll get to that later. But um, I think the jersey retirement makes sense, and I completely understand and agree with that. But mm. um, the logo, I'm not opposed to it, mm. but I definitely would. I would wait a little bit, to maybe till next season, till like the air is calm, so it's not something that's done in motion. Ah, right, right, right. That's what I was thinking about too. And one thing that I do, one thing that I do want to say about the logo, I'm, I'm for the jersey being retired league wide. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I mean, the Mavericks that. have already gone on top of this as far as mm-hmm. I know. Mark Cuban was able to pull, uh, retire the right, retire number 24. I understand that. That one is that one's understandable. Kobe Bryant had such a massive influence on basketball players, young basketball players, and ba- and peers, and even older basketball players have talked about him. But um, the the logo, the only thing with me is and i think jerry west would probably approve of it he is the logo and he's a huge part of basketball history mm-hmm. like a huge part jerry west influenced kobe bryant you know so yeah. uh, for, for for jerry west i figure that logo is a representation of him and for young kids to remember who he was you know as a player even though nobody really want, goes on youtube and sees wants to watch jerry west highlights um as far as that i think it's I don't I don't necessarily think that the logo itself will make kids look it up though in my personal yeah, opinion true. I mean I don't think ever seen I don't think I've ever heard of anybody going who's that who's the logo and I'm, oh and then going to look him Jerry up Jerry West know? it's got to be able to, I I just think it's important I think personally that is important for 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 young aspiring basketball players to remember guys like Oscar Robertson like George Mike yeah. like, you know guys like, problem, I think it's important the only problem I have with that is what do we do with somebody do we change when LeBron as LeBron dies while he's playing I don't that's it? what I'm, I don't know you know and the one thing the only explanation I can give to that you know and, and, and there's a lot of guys that embody basketball yeah. but when I think of somebody that embodies the game of basketball lives lived breathed it loved it like no other person loved it it would be Kobe Bryant so I I don't know exactly. I don't know. Somebody was like, well, they're going to be changing the logo every every death or, you know, things like that. Why didn't they do it for Michael Jordan or doing it for Kobe? And to me, to me, guys, it's it's I don't think it's that deep. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe Bryant's 
is a legend, just like Michael Jordan is a legend, just like LeBron James is a legend, but just the, this is the first time I've, I remember even reading about a sports icon, because basketball is relatively young. This is the first time I've ever heard of a basketball player of this magnitude yeah, dying early. Some people have top three, top yeah. two, some people have number one. Yeah, exactly. And so to, to, I've never, you know, besides um, Pistol Pete and he's in the Hall of Fame now, he died at, I believe, 40, 41 years old. I don't remember. You know, we have Mary Bird still here. Will Chamberlain. I'm sorry, Will Chamberlain. Excuse me for that one, but Will Chamberlain. But you know, Magic Johnson's still around. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell, Jerry. But they're all still around. They're all still living. And Kobe Bryant just it, suddenly. It was just it was so soon, you know. So suddenly. So I, I have no issues really with the logo too much. But I, I agree with you. Let's not make this a, a kind of a knee jerk kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. I heard they're um, airing um, Kobe's last game today at 9 p.m. That's gonna be great because i know what i watched that game do you remember did you watch those games because i know i was flipping in between channels because the warriors were going for their 73 and 9 uh record breaking i was i was on you was on kobe the whole time i I was i was flipping didn't make a difference between the Warriors. (laughs) i think they played the grizzlies Mm -hmm. and i was big i was just trying to because it was two moments that were so like that's one of the greatest like sports days i've ever been a part of is seeing kobe score 60 and then um in his last game and then seeing the warriors go 73 and 9 breaking the chicago bulls record that was so amazing right there i was flipping in between channels i was Screaming in my house, I was so excited, man. That that whole season. It was a pretty big season. That was, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite era of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, I break them down. The era is a little bit smaller. I know people have like nineties and one, but I mm-hmm. like my favorite was probably the two thousands. Two thousands, yeah. Or late two thousands, early two thousand ten. Kobe and AI and Shaq and Tim Duncan and what all those guys were able to do throughout the league and the influence that they have. I mean, it, it's 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 incredible. Now, what about canceling the All Star game? Um, there have been a couple people, fans in particular, who want the mm. whole All-Star weekend shut down personally just so that the players aren't forced to go out there and perform when they'd rather be mourning Kobe over an event exactly. that a lot of the events don't necessarily mean something. Mm. We know what All-Star game, as much as we love All-Star game and as important as it is, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not more important than somebody's life or people, any other people's lives. I think you, know? you think people like seeing their name on the roster more than they actually like going out and playing. In the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a just distinction. Just to be called the first-time yeah. All-Star, first-time. It's just a recognition. That's all yeah. it really comes I mean, people ain't too worried about winning in the All-Star game or, you know, that's why I'm that's why players play the way they do in an All-Star game. It's for recognition. I don't know if I'd shut down All-Star weekend, but I'd give a lot of the players maybe the opportunity who have signed up for certain events mm-hmm. and maybe back out if they're not oh, yeah. like going on stage performing. I think it comes down to the players. I don't think the players should be forced by the NBA to have to do this if they all feel as though it'll be too most emotional of a moment for them. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's perfectly fine. At the end of the day, it's about the players. I mean, I get it. The fans are important too, but if these players can't go out there and and fully be able to be themselves and be like sunk in that moment, then it's it, you know what if it's too much if it's too much then we might as well cancel it. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it, but I, at the same time I'm not like advocating for it myself personally. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it either way. So throughout throughout there's well there's been a lot of there's been a lot of. For the most part, it's been nothing but, you know, positivity is surrounded by Kobe. But I, I really get irked by these fans that be just trying to harp on the negativity and kind of be bugging me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you, how, what you've seen, but I keep... Um, I, a lot of people have been on LeBron's page saying that LeBron quote-unquote sacrificed Kobe. When it's I've heard that. Guys. I've heard that. That's nonsense, y'all. I'm not going to lie. That's not... In my opinion, that's nonsense. Yeah. It's, in my opinion, that's nonsense. That's straight... I, <clears throat> that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Timing of the whole thing was absolutely out of this world. Like never, never seen after LeBron passed the third all time on the scoring list, and that just it was a lot. It was a lot, 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 lot going on, and I can't. It's gonna be hard over these next few days for anybody to even be able to like 
especially me, I know I'm, I'm keeping up with all this stuff. I'm reading all the articles I possibly can because I know how, um, I mean, everybody knows how great Kobe was, but I always yeah. try to study the guy and know what his mind, what his mindset was. One thing I can appreciate the like heism that. that a lot of the other greats haven't done is he's gone out there and like, he's given a lot of his information on how he did what he mm. did and the work ethic that went into it. So, so the younger players can somewhat emulate it. Wanted to be, wanted to in, inspire those Something younger about, players and let yeah. them do it. No, it's not that he shot the Jordan, but I don't <laughs> give a shit anyway. But I think he kept a lot of what he did under wraps so that nobody could try to surpass him or get to his level. But I think what Kobe Bryant did was he gave as much information as possible. Mamba Academy, yeah. they always have one call away. As know. far as that, um, he as describing his mentality, his routine, some of the crazy things he's done as far as waterboarding mm-hmm. and all other kind of things. I remember reading about those things and all the, the different routine that he had, spending two hours on the track in the wave room and then shooting and different things like that. Like this dude was a straight up worker. And let's please, now, now I don't want to hear like, at the end of the day, like Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, he should never be out of a top 10 conversation in terms of I don't like to do those types of conversations but he should never have been out of those mm-hmm. in my opinion he needs more respect as a player and I would say I will say this is my last thing because I don't want to keep I don't want to keep harping on this but um I, that's why I don't like doing comparisons yeah because I hate when something like this happens and then everybody wants to appreciate more of what Kobe did when people are alive when people are well we have to stop comparing them to other players. Well, he's not this guy. Well, he's not this guy because we don't truly appreciate who they were as people and what they meant to the game as players. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for for any player, we need to stop with that. That has to stop. Appreciate LeBron while he's still playing and while he's still here on this earth. Appreciate a guy like that. Appreciate all NBA players and especially the ones that achieve at a high level because they're yeah. not going to be here all day. Like they're no, not going to be here no, forever. Tomorrow's never guaranteed. Exactly. So we we it's we gotta stop with that, guys. We gotta stop and start appreciating these guys and not hate on them so much for whatever little personal vendetta that you have going on with them that they don't even know about. Yeah. Um, and that'll that about wraps that up for. I don't want to keep this segment going about the Kobe Bryant thing and um. Like I said, uh, yeah. condolences out to his family. We'll be family, we'll be praying for his family, wife, his, and the family, and all the families involved. Yeah, all the families involved in the crash. It's 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 really one of the Saturdays that, like I said, I've ever been a part of. The only thing I would say that I did have a problem with mm-hmm. is um, a lot of people. One, there was a problem. People said that um, TMZ is a piece of shit ah, for releasing yes. the information ah, before yes. his family could be told. So Thank I you for mean, bringing that up. The whole time they're getting mixed reports. Is he dead? Is it mm-hmm. just him? Is it Fox? Is it his daughter? Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to say that. TMZ, y'all some assholes. And you, but I mean, you guys have always been assholes. That's ever since your publication started. But this especially, to, to come out with that report before notifying the family, is that's beyond that's beyond grimy. That's beyond disgusting right there for them to do something like that. That's disgusting. And then to put out reports saying Rick Fox is dead. You know, the, the amount of, the amount of, you're messing with people's emotions. Get your facts right before you start reporting stuff. There was a lot of misinformation that was Mm. given out, especially something that was so crucial and important. Oh my goodness! Like you're 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 talking about people's lives, and you're just reporting and not not knowing your facts, not getting to the family first, or trying to notify, getting somebody to contact the family. Fox, it was all his daughter, Fox and his daughter as well. Oh my goodness! And for all the people that are family members of them, you're just that's not okay. That's not okay whatsoever. Then also uh, BBC, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. They so. The, there's a narrator in the background talking, giving off Kobe's accomplishments. He did this or that, but they have LeBron playing. Mm-hmm. They have LeBron's videos, his highlights playing. I'm like, are you guys like, oh my god, that's one of the dumbest. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever possibly seen. And then all the people who were, 
coming up to these athletes with cameras in their face and with microphones in their face, asking them and trying to get a reaction and then posting it on the internet, that's straight up sneaky, that's deceiving, that's disgusting, and that's not fair to these players. A lot of them want to grieve privately for you. The same thing happened to LeBron. There's a dis camera a distance away, and it's filming him while he's at the site of the crash, and he's crying clearly, and then everybody starts posting it, and it's like, let that man grieve in private, please. Yeah. Please, that's not... He didn't want... Unless... If he wanted to go out and make a public statement about this, he would have done that. To go... To go basically behind his back and film him crying in a very, very vulnerable moment when something tragic has just happened is... is It's just immoral. It's just immoral. Yeah. That's the word for that. That's just immoral. And Did you hear about the... um? The lady who used the racial slur. Oh, used the N-word with yeah. the hard ER and stuff like yeah. that. And then tried to say that she was talking about the Knicks and she got mixed up with the Lakers. First off, that doesn't make any sense. How do you get the Knicks and the Lakers mixed up with Kobe Bryant? That's number one. And then you said that because you were mixed up and you were confused between these two teams, you said the N-word with a hard, e hard ER. Yeah. Mm, uh, th thank you for trying to thank you for that game. But that's not you're not getting that by. I I think instead of denying it even if she did or did not mm. do it your best bet is just apologize and try to move on please just be I, honest in some way shape or form you don't have to sit there and be like yeah i'm right but just please it's not cool it's not okay it's not it's not and there's been a lot of publications that have been wrong for some of the things that they've been doing but that's yeah. that i forgot i think i'm glad you mentioned that dakota because i would have totally just flopped on that one that's not okay even if you are a media alley and your job is to report the news there there is a there is a moral compass to this whole thing so yeah um but that's all. And like we said, condolences out to all families. All families. It's a very, very sad day, not only in basketball world, but in the American American society here in general. And um I don't even know how I'm gonna goddamn watch basketball knowing for a while knowing Kobe Bryant isn't gonna is not gonna come around anymore. He's not gonna be yeah. at Lakers games and his you don't see him at Lakers games. Oh my goodness. Giving there's no more at Kobe Academy. Yeah, it's crazy. So um but that's that's really all for that segment. I don't really know how to transition smoothly out of that one. Um it's sideline Saturdays, Jelani Smith, Dakota Mitchell. We will be talking about the Houston Rockets next and their title chances for this season. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we are back with sideline Saturdays or just sidelines. We're not sure yet. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> but um, we're right here to talk about the Houston Rockets, and I personally think they are underperforming where their expectations were at the beginning of the season. I mean, for some, some people thought they wouldn't make the playoffs, some people thought, I mean, I mean people's beliefs are all over the place, but they're underperforming for what I thought. I think, um, personally, that I'm not gonna, I'm not putting it all on James Harden because Russell Westbrook and him have both have several off nights, but I think mm -hmm. the offense needs to switch up a little more and stop relying solely on ISO ball. Absolutely, I think I think they gotta, um, well, that's that's been the that's been the narrative for years, right? Yeah. That's been the whole thing with them for years, probably since, um, I think 2016, right now that James Harden is chunking up those threes sometimes at a ridiculous mm. late. I think he was one for 19 the other night. And I don't know when, at some point when you're one for 12, <laughs> do you consider I'm going to shoot seven more? <laughs> hey, he's got that. He's got the ultimate. He's got the biggest green light I've ever heard of any player having in NBA history. I've yeah. never seen a player with a bigger, with a with a brighter green light than what James Harden has. Um, for I just don't think they can win consistent playoff series like that. I mean, mm -hmm. the more you play somebody, especially back to back, the more keyed in and locked on their certain like tactics and. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think they can win a playoff series like that. He's been really just, he hasn't been up and down because he's averaging 36 points a game this year. So he hasn't been up yeah. and down, but he's been very like, you know, he goes on these stretches where he just on fire, 10 threes, yeah. nine threes. He's on fire, 50 points, 60 points even. And then he has, he's had these stretches throughout the season where, whereas like compared to prior seasons, 
he's shooting the ball at like it's like whoa like you're going mm-hmm. on some really 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 bad percentages here and i'm not the, i'm not the you know the the holy person of uh field goal percentages here i'm more of one of those guys who doesn't care too much but uh he has missed 86 I, of I his last 115 yeah. threes sorry i mean the only time i have a problem with it is when it's hurting your team and i think there are certain nights where it looks like everybody else besides him will play well, mm-hmm. and because he has such a huge chunk of the offense, that when he doesn't play well and he plays like that, that it's oh yeah, it's, it's inevitable that they're kind of like gonna lose that game. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's kind of inevitable. There's not a there's not a lot of equity with the offense. There's not yeah. a lot of equal opportunity with the offense, which that's never kind of. I mean, it's been more along the lines of D'Antoni, but especially over these years, that's how the Rockets kind of play. Yeah. Um, uh, James Harden, well, no, not James Harden, I'm sorry. So they're sixth seed in the West right now. They're 28 and 17, which people think sixth seed, oh my God, like they're in a, not really. They're 28 and 17. The Mavericks themselves are the fifth seed. They're 28 and 17. Nuggets are in the, four, are in the fourth seed. They're 32 and 14. So they're not that far behind everybody yeah. else. And it looks like right now they would be playing the, well, if the, if the playoffs were to start today, they'd be playing the Clippers. In the first round, we'll take that. <laughs> so that would be that would be something of an interesting matchup. That's that Styles make fights, and the, the 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 two times that they played this year, Russell Westbrook kind of exploited something in the Clippers where they don't have a, a big man, yeah. a big man to really rim protect, have, and Russell yeah. Westbrook's able to get into the lane and finish over those guys. So that James would be. Harden, I think James Harden has done a really good job, oh, yeah. even with Kawhi on him. I mean, the boogie man Kawhi, you know, that's mm-hmm. the one guy you don't want on you in the NBA. But I think he's done a really good job with. Like well being guarded by Kawhi. Oh yeah, had forty seven points I believe in their first or first meeting. Mm-hmm. So I mean James Harden one on one, nobody on this nobody on this planet in my opinion is gonna hold him. Uh, it's just with that team, you're right. There needs to be more. He needs to catch and shoot. That's the only problem I have with James Harden. Mm-hmm. There has to be something else that he does besides off the dribble threes and trying to make plays with the ball in his hand. There has to just some catch and shoot, something where he's a where he's a threat. Because Russell Westbrook is perfect yeah. per- perfectly. Um, good enough to be able to handle the offense. Yeah, especially no passing-wise, playmaking-wise, Russell Westbrook's a really good talent, but also Russell Westbrook is shooting his clear low right now. With 23%. Uh, to run the stats to you, 26 points per game. For, this is actually one of the better years he's had. 26 points per game on 45% shooting from the floor, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, but he has 23% from the 3, which is not Houston Rockets yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's not really what it's they also, want. also, his player efficiency rating is down from 23.5 to 20.4. It's 20.4 now? Yeah. I wonder why that is. I mean, he's playing at a very high level. I mean, it's, it's the threes. A threes make probably. or break you in the NBA. Oh, yeah, that is, because, you know, but... player efficiency rating, that's a big part of it is threes. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. But that's why sometimes I kind of be looking at that. I'd be looking at it with, you know, sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't kind of thing going on. Yeah. But, um, I mean, as far as where they need to go and what, what steps need to be taken and how good do you think your chances are of winning? Um, in the I think there needs to be some adjustments, that, and I'm not sure why those kind of adjustments haven't been made already. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Russ Westbrook should tone down the three points attempt. Mm-hmm. I think if he's shooting anywhere between three and five a game, that's maximum where he should be shooting. Oh, yeah, no more than... Unless he's hot, but otherwise, there's no reason for... I mean, I've seen a lot of times he'll be in the paint, he'll dribble out and then shoot a three. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if this was OKC and he was the only person playing, that's fine, but you guys have a real chance of getting the rock. I, mean, I think... The one thing that they have to, one thing that they have to do, uh, Russell Westbrook these last few games, I think he had he had 45, 10, and six against the Timberwolves. Didn't take a three, mm-hmm. so he needs to have. I think more of those games need to come for him because mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets enough have three point shooters, so he doesn't necessarily have to go out there and try to be CP3 with it. He don't have to, you know, shoot any threes really. He can be Russell Westbrook in that offense. Yeah, 
I think he needs to keep somewhat of it, or else they'll end up doing what they do to Giannis to him, and he's oh, not yeah, he's not Giannis wall. size wise. Mm-hmm. So I think um, being able to punish them with a mid ranger three players fine want. if they sag off, but <clears throat> I, contested ones you just chill out with those. Mm-hmm. You're not no offense it's not, no offense to him, but that's not his game. That's more Harden's game. Mm-hmm. And I think the open mid ranges that they have him take, they sag off enough on him to mm-hmm. where he can get that all night long. If yeah, because they, really they have to. They have no choice. Really no choice. He's too good at penetrating to the basket, one of the best in the game. They're third in offensive rating this year, 15th in defensive rating. Whereas compared to 2017-2018, when they were one game away from beating the Warriors and going to the finals, they were first in offensive rating and seventh in defensive rating. That's been a thing with the, uh, the Rockets these last two years. The defense, uh, you know, with losing Trevor Ariza and Luka Mute. The defense hasn't quite yeah. been there yet. And, you know, against the Lakers and the Clippers and even against, the, you know, some of these other teams like the Jazz and the Nuggets and the Mavericks, you know, you don't want to put yourself in. their right. plan is um, similar with the Warriors had a couple years ago where they don't plan on shutting you down. They plan on outscoring you. Oh, yeah, that's their that's their game. Jump, yeah. That's their game. Um, Defensive-wise, I think with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, they play so up and down that it, I think it was inevitable that their, like, defensive rating was going to go down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Westbrook gets it off the rebound. He goes straight to the rim on the other side and then back down. Mm-hmm. James Harden shoots these really deep three-pointers that are long rebounds that turn into fast breaks. And that's the one thing about Houston. Um, you said it with the consistency factor of it. Uh, like, I, like I said before, there's – well, I don't think I've said it on this um, podcast. Mm-hmm. There's no – I guess I don't want to call the Warriors the boogeyman, but I guess I will refer to them that the boogeyman anymore. No Klay Thompson, no Draymond Green, no Steph Curry, no Sean Livingston, Kevin Durant, all those different guys. That team is no longer there. And some people will say, well, the Lakers and the Clippers are boogeyman. I don't think they're the boogeyman to that extent. So Not to the extent that the Warriors are. I mean, we're talking about what's considered the best team ever assembled. Yeah. So – and they and they were eye to, looking eye to eye with them. Like everybody thought that they were just getting blown out, or that you know the Houston Rockets were playing up against the best team ever assembled, and they were eye to eye with them. So but, it wasn't yeah. just you know it wasn't like I think just, they could have won it with um, yes. If, I mean they had their chance. They had. I'm I'm not gonna just act like they won lost some super team. I think the last two or three years they've had their chances. I mean they've had their chances, but I think people got to remember that. Even with, even with KD out, I think everybody wants to get on James Harden and Chris Paul a little bit for that. But if you sub KD out. There's still Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, inklings of the same team that won 73 games in the 2015-2016 season. So it wasn't like they were just getting a free pass to the, the conference finals. No, 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 no. And Steph Curry proved that. Um, so, well, all those guys proved that with the way that they were shooting the ball. I watched that game. Steph Curry was just hitting shots that literally you couldn't defend that any better. He was 100% yeah. smothered. 100% smothered on a lot of those. And he just... That's what Steph Curry does. You can't really... There's no defense for some of the stuff that he'll do or Klay Thompson does on the floor. But I think for the Lakers and, uh, against the Lakers and the Clippers, um, as you said, as far as inconsistency, that's the one thing that I, I don't like with the Rockets mm-hmm. is that, you know, Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden, they're the sources. And when the sources aren't going, they, it, it looks bad out there sometimes, man. It looks very bad. And James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they're kind of no offense to them because you're talking about two icons in the game. Two guys are going to be talked about 20, 30 years from now when it comes they're to basketball. They're definitely not the most efficient players. Yeah, they're not the most efficient players and they're in terms of... It's uh, especially hard in this season. They've been up, down, up, down, up, down, like very high ups, but very, very bad downs. And Russell Westbrook, he's had those sometimes in his career too. So that's the thing that worries me when it comes to playoff time. And I'm not sure the Lakers and the, especially the Clippers with the efficient players that they have on the floor. I'm not sure, but it's not like the Rockers, Rockets don't have an opportunity. Yeah. I think what they've, I don't know what you think about this, but, you know, for me, the Houston Rockets, if they're going to have that three-point centric shooting team like that, I think they just need 
better three-point. Not that Ben McElmore, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon can't shoot the three-ball, but I need me some Danny Greens. I need me some Kyle Corbin. I need somebody who can rip. Because, I mean, when you're talking about the Warriors, they're three-point centric. I think they need, um, as much as good as Eric Gordon is, I think it's time to drop him. Mm, what would you, would just, you, who would you? He's not, for they can't, he doesn't, one, he doesn't play a whole lot. And when they need somebody and they need somebody like a Gerald Green or a 3 and D type guy. Hmm, that would be a, ooh. I wonder if they're, well, didn't they just sign Eric Gordon to a dude? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily just Gerald Green, but I mm. mean, I don't see a reason to keep Eric Gordon. His production has been down in the last couple of years. Mm. I mean, he's had some good games, obviously, but I don't think he's. I think what Eric Gordon, like I, like I was kind of saying, they're just kind of, they're good three-point shooters, but when you're talking about, like, when you're facing the Warriors who have Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, guys who can, like, they're the greatest at doing this. Mm-hmm. If you're the Rockets and you're a three-point centric shooting team, it only makes sense to me that you have lethal three-point shooters out there. And they have very good ones, solid ones, but I think what the Bucks have been able to do, getting Kyle Korver, yeah. who's one of the best you've ever seen shooting the three-ball, uh, George Hill, who's leading the league in three-point percentage, they're maximizing their system out there with those players. And I think the Rockets have not taken advantage of that over these past few years. Yeah, I definitely think that they um, they need better three-point shooters than they always have. I think that they haven't done a good job. Um, I think they have a good job. I, they're better than, like, compared to OKC, mm-hmm. what they had. But I still mm-hmm. think they, they, can, um, they can set that up a little bit. Absolutely. And I... I'm not sure where they, you know, because the Rockets, they're so, if they hit their stride, they're about as, they can beat anybody, uh, legit. I think they yeah. can beat anybody if they're if they're there, like if they're there on a night. But the nights they're not. I think they have with um, a lot of teams are missing, and it's that go-to guy, and they have two of them. Oh, yeah, they have two, absolutely. That can go get you a bucket anytime they really need mm-hmm. to get to get you a bucket, just as long as they can, and they're going to, I think, that, I think I don't know, what do you feel about, what do you think about the James Harden um, playoff struggles? The Russell Westbrook um, playoff struggles, are those overblown? Are they equal? I think some of Westbrook's are overblown, but that's also because I'm a huge Russell Westbrook <laughs> fan. I think he's had a couple struggles, and I, you can't pin it all on everybody else, and I think he needs to take some responsibility, which obviously he has. I'm not mm. saying he hasn't, but I think like some of the responsibility is on him. But at the same time, I feel that, like personally, I think that it's, you can't just like look at soul performances and be like, oh, mm. well, you lost to the rookie in the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was yeah. the big. That was the big one when they you lost to a rookie and yeah. I don't think he had a chance of beating James Harden in the Rockets that year. The year oh, you talking about that the, when they were the six seed? They played the yeah. Rockets who were like a three seed and mm-hmm. you talking about 2016, 2017. Okay, I know. Yeah, talking. I think that it, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are very similar players, but I think one team was built around one and the other team just had pieces left Jeanette. when KD left. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said before, this team which. Three-point shooting, if, if you guys don't know, three-point shooting is, like, big in the NBA now. I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of big. Oklahoma City is consistently one of the worst three-point shooting teams yeah. in the NBA I mean, during Russell Westbrook. Outside standing. of Russell Westbrook, they had Roberson. They had um, Stephen Adams. On right. the, I mean, the only other three-point shooter they had was, I think, uh, Brina's and mm-hmm. Patrick Patterson. And that was a big Patrick issue. Patterson. That was a big issue during Russell Westbrook's time. So to blame all of that, even James Harden, I feel like the things are overblown a little bit. Cho- go check. If you guys think I'm lying, and I, w- I wish I would have brought the stats with me because now I seem less credible. But check the stats that James Harden put up against the against the Warriors these last two years. Or no, last year. Then go check what Kawhi Leonard did against the Warriors. Like it's it, it, it's more about team playing than 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 people want to give it credit for. I think everybody wants to put it on James Harden. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair at all. Does he does his percentages go down in the playoffs? I can't deny that. That's absolutely 100 percent true. But I think more times than not. Save the time he got benched against the Clippers and they the Rockets went off that and the Rockets went off that was like 2014, um, and save the other time where he absolutely just I, I, his mind was in a different place in that Spurs series. Yeah, I, they definitely I, that was Popovich. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, well great defense by the way, great defense on their part by the way. He kind of lost his uh, he lost his little conscience in Game Six, but 
Other than that, I feel like the last two or three years, I feel like they're overblown. I personally yeah. feel like they're overblown a little bit. I, I feel don't like think, played I think the narrative that they give people like James Harden and Russell will never win a ring is mm -hmm. extremely unfair. I think they, I think in this system, it can work. Some things have to just be tweaked a little bit. Yeah. Just tweaked a little bit. And I wish the personnel was a little bit better. Like, you know, a JJ Redick or somebody, you know, somebody who can really go out and go shoot the three ball really well. I understand they chuck up a lot of them. I get it. That's a good thing. But if you're not making them, then if you're not making them at the rate that you need to be making them, and that's what you shoot all the time, then your chances of winning games are going to go down, and their defense is not going to be able to be able to get back on all them three balls that they miss and the long rebounds and transition opportunities. Yeah, I agree. So, I think they um, I think um, they think it's a little too late for them to get away from the three pointer. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long they plan on keeping Russell Westbrook, but. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys where once his legs go, a lot of his plays go. Mm. A lot of his play goes with him. I think, obviously, I think he can adjust similar to Derrick Rose did, but I think um, they're kind of, just like everybody else in the West and everybody else in the East, they're kind of, besides, actually, I think mm. the East is different. The West is more of a win now, mm -hmm. and a lot of these East teams are built to last a couple of oh, years. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Bucks, the Raptors, uh, the Philly, Philadelphia the 76ers, the Boston Celtics, more yeah. young teams that are coming in compared to Lakers, Clippers, Rocket, Rockets. Jazz even. The Jazz are, are, are a relatively young team, though, for sure. But th those three teams right there with the Lakers, Clippers, and Jazz, so it's talking about we need to win now. So is there anything that you would do with the trade? Is there anything that you – I mean, Devin just, Booker, there's rumors. Zach Levine, you know, I don't think they're going to get any of those players, but where could they go? I think they just need to find – I think the best thing they can do is to, um, look for – I think they're really – they're set on bigs. They, they mm. have one. Mm. And if you're not going to trade Eric Gordon, then he has to give you some kind of production off the bench. Mm. I, I mean, like uh, he has to come, be able to come in and give you buckets along with a, a three and D type player. It needs to be that. It needs to be I that think, yeah, the, main, the main thing I would look for is a three and D. That's that's the biggest thing because in that 2017, 2018, when they went, I believe it was what 67 and 15, mm -hmm. it was James Harden and the whole crew, but they had a lot of three and D guys out there on yeah, the floor. A lot so of them. That's Ariza, very important. All of them. Luke Mbamute, even Eric Gordon was playing. He was playing a little bit more solid at the time. So they're gonna need they're gonna need all hands on deck for this one. They're gonna need all hands on deck. Anything else for the Rockets? I think I just went through the entire palette. But like I said, six in the West, six in the West right now can I definitely change. I think they're underperforming, but I don't think they're too far out of being third or fourth seed. I yeah, definitely think, not the most. I never expected them to be. I wasn't expecting first seed necessarily mm. from them this year, but I definitely think they have the ability to step it up a little bit. Definitely not one of those disappointing teams. I just wish NBA. it wasn't a lot of the time with it's it was Harden Westbrook. Mm. I, it's one of them's on and the other one's off, and so the other one's too picking much. up the slack of the other one. Absolutely, absolutely, that's been a problem for them this year, and I think they're gonna get that synergy together. Mm. But um, that's pretty much. All. No, I said all I had to say. I said a little mouthful about the Rockets. You said what you had to say about the Rockets. Personally, as far as I'm concerned, do I think they can do it? Absolutely. But you know, thinking and knowing for a factor, you know, being having more confidence in them, I do not know. They have to get to play more consistent out there. Yeah, I think that um, Clint Capella can be the key to them, though. If he oh, can yeah. step his game up, I think he's one. I think he's their X factor. And they're going to need people him. know what to expect from Harden and um, Russ, but I think he's the person that's like. Are you going to get, like, uh, 20 and 10 from him? Right. Or are you going to get 20 and 20? Like, what can he do? Especially against some, some big teams out there in the trees and the Jazz and the Lakers and, and, and the Nuggets. You're going to need that absolutely in the playoffs. That has to be a big, important part of the game. That is the Houston Rockets. We're going to be talking about the Houston Rockets all season long, especially down the, the stretch when the regular season is ending and playoff time is coming around. Seeing if they hit their stride or where they look at at the moment, who they can beat, who do we think they can't beat. Talking about them all season as well as the rest of these teams in, in the West, honestly. You guys stay tuned on Sideline Saturdays. The last segment for us for tonight is going to involve the Grammys. And we're going to just give a little spill on that, to be honest with you. It's yeah, not even going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. We is 
back back on sideline Saturdays, and we're gonna give get into our last segment here. We're gonna give a little bit of some like a little bit of like dabble into a little bit of. And I know when I say dabble, that means thirty minute segments. No, that means we're not gonna talk that long about this one. We're we're gonna be talking about the Grammys and some of the award winners, mainly in rap. But we're also gonna be talking. Well, not really. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shout out to Lizzo. She had eight nominations last night, the most out of any artist, I believe, at the Grammy Awards. Ew. <laughs> well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna we're not gonna delve any deeper into that. We're gonna leave that ill right where that ill stands. Uh, so, best rap song went to a lot. Twenty One Savage featuring My J Cole. Cole got a Grammy. <laughs> home for that is the family. That, that is J Cole's first Grammy. Big time. Well deserved. Well, deserved. everybody that won last night, well deserved. Well deserved. Mm, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Well, we gonna we gonna get into that. So, um, best rap performance. Nipsey Hussle featuring Roddy Rich, Rags in the Middle. Personally, I really, 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 really enjoy that song. So I'm glad that they won well-deserved as well. R.I.P. Nipsey. Best rap album, though. So if you guys remember correctly, we talked about best rap album or who we thought was going to win. I said the Meek Mill Championships was going to win. Dakota said that Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was going to win. Yeah. We both were wrong by a lot because I didn't have think I didn't think Igor had a chance to winning, of winning. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to me what Tyler, the creator, said. But first off... Um, what do you think about Tyler the Creator winning, Igor? Um, I don't. I haven't heard the album, so I can't say whether it's good or bad. But I can tell you, most people didn't think he was gonna win, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, wasn't he even ex- said that it wasn't um, it wasn't a rap album. That's so, the interesting part. Okay. They should have kicked Michael Sager right then and gave him just a cold. So I first off, I thought, like I said, I thought Meek Mill Championships was gonna win because I thought it had the most like commercially kind of because you know grammys be you know they be they be funny with that shit they want the most commercial appeal and it's kind of interesting to me that they that it's not interesting but it is interesting that he went on to say and i wish i had the like video for you guys but he ended up dissing the grammys a little bit because he feels as though rappers are being given the urban label a little too often yeah and he also feels like uh he shouldn't be labeled as a rap album Igor shouldn't be labeled as a rap album, mm-hmm. which I don't know why he didn't say that earlier. If that was, why did he wait to? I wonder why he would let himself be nominated for it and then say some magic words. I mean, not yeah, that was that was kind of that was you know, but not not, not big I not mean, a. He may have had a problem with like being labeled urban, but he sure as hell took home that Grammy. He did absolutely, absolutely. He, I mean, at the end of the day, hey, I want my distinction too. If you're gonna give me my dog on distinction, but I guess what he wanted to comment on was how he was considered urban and that his album Igor was not a rap album. He was more than rap, considering, right? And some people took that, like, Charlamagne guy went on Breakfast Club, and he said, what's wrong with being considered a rapper? There's nothing wrong with being considered a rapper. And I don't think he was trying to say that anything is wrong with being a rapper. I think he was just saying that he's he's he doesn't want to be put into a box, I guess, yeah. is what he wants. He doesn't want to be put into a box. Because yeah. Igor, apparently, I, like, I didn't listen to Igor. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I listened to Igor. I listened to 21 Savage, I Am Better Than What I Was, The Lost Boy, and I listened to Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I didn't listen to Igor, but from what I know, it was very poppy R&B type of stuff. So if that's what he's saying, he has a he has a point in saying that. I feel like I feel like he has a point in saying, "Oh, don't box me in. I'm not just I'm not a, a rap album, like a strict rap album. I am more of a pop album." Uh, I mean, I get what he's fine. saying. I, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, in my opinion, it's like, okay, then why did you say something before him? And even after you said something, you still took the Grammy, didn't you? I mean, you weren't like, no, take this back and nominate something else. Shit. I'm, I don't think he wanted to disrespect the Grammys quite like that. I mean, if you're going to do something, go all the way. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be messy here, but I really feel in my heart that Meek Mill should have won. 
And I'm not, I don't even listen to like, I don't even listen to Meek Mill none. But he had the whole incident with, he had the whole incident with, um, with Nicki Minaj's husband. And I don't know if that was part of why he didn't win or what that was, but I don't know. That's that's none of my business whatsoever. Grammy nominations coming up this year, though. If J. Cole comes out with an album, Drake's supposed to be coming out with an album, if I'm not mistaken. They probably won't nominate J. Cole. They don't like the progressive stuff. Depends. Depends. I mean, he was nominated for 2014 Forest Hills Drive, was not nominated for... They only nominated for your eyes. Only. He's not going to win. <laughs> the whole objective is against the <laughs> I mean the Grammy. We all we all know the Grammys aren't the most like biggest validation in the world. We all know that. I mean so. it's it's like I'd put it like this. It's like the same thing as like a three point contest champion. Like it's nice to have on your show, but what does it actually mean? It doesn't mean you're the best three point shooter. It doesn't mean you're the best musician. For the most part, that's absolutely true. Because well, that's 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 not a bad comparison at all. That's not a bad comparison. Uh, for my boy YB and Corday to be nominated, I loved his Lost Boy out. Did you end up listening to that or no? I've listened to some of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing. And I, I thought think, it was dope. I, I thought think it was he, um, cool he was nominated, but do I think he actually had the best album? No. But no, I wasn't expecting him to win. I'm not gonna lie, I was not. I mean, but his age win. just to be nominated for a Grammy should be enough to satisfy him for now. So it's like, okay, that's the point I wanted to make. So it's interesting because they said best rap album, right? And I think Tyler the Creator. I don't know if he was trying to make that point on purpose, but it is interesting that when it came to best rap album, they chose the more poppy album to be. That is kind of interesting to me. I don't know if I'm making an angle or if there's an angle to be made. To Igor? If I listen to Igor, have you like? I've not listened to Igor. It was R. They said he said, well, Charlamagne the God said it was very R&B, very poppy type of thing. And of course, Tyler the Creator said the same thing. He should have been involved in the pop album section instead of in the rap album section. It's kind of interesting to me how the Grammys gave him that award when it was considered more of an R&B and poppy album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of kind of represents the Grammys to me in a way like the, the, the hardcore rap it's not really appreciated the way it should be like I told you guys before I feel like Freddie Gibbs should have been involved in this I feel like Young Thug should have been involved in this I feel like Eve I said Eve Rhapsody's Eve should have been involved in this no offense to any of the people that were nominated well deserved but there ain't enough there ain't enough appreciation for the lyricists out here in the world ain't yeah. enough appreciation for them and you there has to be I mean, maybe they don't need that validation necessarily from the Grammys, but there has to be some sort of appreciation for what these people are putting down here because these are some of the best rappers in the world. They just ain't nobodies. Yeah, I mean, some of them, I'm not going to say they're nobodies, but I don't, I would, okay, I would put it like this way. I do not think the best rappers in the world were nominated. I think one of them was. That's what I, that's all, that's all I'm saying. And it's not like Tyler, the creator, ain't a great rapper. It's not like 21 Savage ain't a great rapper. Robbie and Corday, Meek Mill, all of Dreamville, you know how they rock. You know how they rock. All great rappers, but... There's also there's like levels to this, y'all, and I feel like if anybody listen to Rhapsody, go on it. Please listen to that album. Listen to Young Thug. I know he's not the real rapidy rapidy type type, but so much fun was very nice, and he's supposed to be coming out with an album um, in February called Punk or Punk, I believe. And of course, Freddie Gibbs, y'all already know that's one of my favorite rappers. I probably should play one of his songs on this day, on this uh, podcast or sooner rather than later. I feel like that ha- there has to be something, some sort of hip hop awards, lyricist awards, whatever y'all want to. I don't care. Something, something along those lines. Just cannot be con- continue to do this type of stuff for the Grammys going forward. Maybe we should. Maybe when we get big, we can have our own award show, and I can like do my own spill and say who wins and who doesn't. I'm on my own award show. I'm telling you, because they the Grammys are getting ridiculous out here. I'm finna go full Tyler Perry on these motherfuckers. I'm finna, I'm finna go on ahead and launch my own award show. Here goes a. Uh, a trophy that I made and shit like that, so they can get their own awards around here. I guess, man. That's, that way, that's, and that's the outcome. I'm telling you, that's what it takes. Uh, I'm t- for real. 
Is there anything else really on, on the Grammys that I really want to say? I already said what I had to say about Lizzo. Oh. Congratulations to Billie Eilish, all the people that got awarded. But and all the people that got nominated, but Billie Eilish won Best Pop Album, I believe. The whole thing seems like more of a popularity contest. It is. Like music. Kind of like, kind of like the peep peep All Star Game. But that that's a quite that's a conversation for another day. Did you see that? I was talking about the All Star Game and the All Star snubs in there. I was talking about that. I feel like they should expand the rosters in the All Star Game. I mean, but if you keep expanding the rosters at the same point, then it's I don't like, want to get it to like it takes 20. away like the award. Like, it does like to be like nominated for an all star half the league is. But I'd be feeling like I don't want to get too much on this. But I feel like you shouldn't have to choose between two players. Oh, you're an all star, but you're, they're both all stars. Just put them on the damn team. Don't don't have 20 man rosters or 25 man rosters. You know what I'm saying? We don't need full G League rosters of people or summer league rosters. You know what I'm saying? But there needs to be. I feel like there needs to be more of that. And I mean, you could. To be honest with you, it's not like some of these other albums should have been shouldn't have been nominated. Let's put them in there. You know what I'm saying? That needs to be more of a thing. Expanded. I, a little I think bit. I have no problem with more nominations, so personally, I think I that just, has to be that has to be because there's what there's one, two, three, there's five nominations, but there's more than five albums that you know can be considered uh, Grammy nominated albums. Yeah, just more. I think, I think there's more more nominations for that is fine, but uh, the All Stars has a whole different conversation for me. We gonna have to get we gonna have to dig into that one day because that that's that's one that be bothering me a lot. And who else? I said all the rappy stuff. Like I said, congratulations to Billie Eilish. I remember seeing that she's she's gonna be incredible. She's gonna be great for a long time. So is Lizzo. The Lizzo hate be getting real, but she's gonna be around for a while, y'all. She's gonna be around. <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna be around for some. She's gonna be around for quite some time. She's talented. Give her that. And that's all we really... I think that's all I really got for the Grammys. Pretty, I really... Like I said, I didn't want to... I didn't want to, like, become a music critic and start talking about everybody that won. Because I don't yeah. listen to country. I, I don't whole, listen to rock. The whole platform of music is so... It's like, it's, it's, like, suggestive. So... Too much, too much, too, too like, opinionated. Like it's, yeah, too it's just up to the person listening to it. Agenda driven and all that different stuff. And they're... You know, some, some of these people's ears for the Grammys, they, their ears suck. I don't know. But it is what it is. I believe... Yeah, that's it. So, this is the last time we're going to be calling this show Sideline Saturdays because we're doing Sideline Saturdays on a Monday and that's fucking immorally correct. That shit is bull. So, we're done doing that. It is Sidelines from now on. Cut off that Saturdays. You are done. We're throwing you in the trash, but we love you. Go check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. We do a little, you know, fake version of Q&A where we, um, if you guys have questions for us, if you want to debate something that me or Dakota says or that both of us agree on, you go ahead and go do that because we're available for it. We love to get um, people that want to debate with us about sports, music, politics. We might start doing pol- political shit in here. Maybe, maybe. Not too much maybe. of it, though. Maybe. It's, it's possible. It's, don't, don't bank on it, but it's possible. And... But don't get disrespectful with us. Don't do that. Don't be coming for our heads and all that stuff. You don't come for our head, we won't come for yours. We don't want to turn this into um, keyboard jockeying. We don't want to do anything like that. Go check us out on Anchor. We need the money. My wallet just opened up. I told you guys before, my wallet just opened up. And the sponsors uh, need to be coming in. So, look, man, up. this is my one source of income. Make it my one source of income. And please make it a good one. I'm not going to ask you guys to donate. You know they got that thing on um, Anchor where listeners listeners can support by donating every month, like a certain hmm. amount of money? I mean, I'm not going to not ask you guys to donate. If you want to, go for it. I mean, <laughs> we appreciate it, obviously, if you like the content and you want to support the content creators, by all means. I'm telling you, trying I mean, to get it in people's hands and stuff. I'm not, like, I'm not necessarily holding the episode hostage. So, like, but I'm not exactly not holding them on. <laughs> also, go check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, you awesome bitches. I don't know why they won't let us on. I think it's because I cuss too much and I just said a cuss word, so that's not helping our case at all. 
And go check us out on YouTube too. We need more subscribers. Go check yeah. us out if you're liking the content, if you're loving the content at all, if you like anything that was in the content. Even if you didn't like the content and you just like a certain word that me and Dakota said, you go ahead and subscribe because you might find more words that we that you might like. Next episode, this is episode 13? Yeah. 13. We will be up on episode 14 not too long from now. It's not going to take too long. It might probably be like two days from now, I'll be honest with you, on a Wednesday or a good old Friday or Thursday. So you guys stay tuned. We will be back on Sideline Saturdays, episode 13. It's Jelani Smith, Dakota Mitchell. We'll see you guys later. Yeah.